0: What's up everybody, Justin and Paul coming at you with episode 2 of the Bright Side of the Suns for the fans, by the fans podcast. Um, Not a very busy week in Suns basketball, but Paul and I will be chatting about a couple of games that we did have and uh, the various uh, other things that we deem to be of interest to us. And uh, perhaps to some extent to you as well. Right, Paul? Yeah, yeah, that's the plan. All right, so we'll, we'll get started here. I guess, first of all, I'd like to just thank those folks who went online, gave our initial podcast a listen, and voted to keep us around. Uh, we appreciate the opportunity. We're looking forward to hopefully uh, entertaining you guys for uh, the foreseeable future. And for those folks who are uh, less than interested, then, you know, give us another shot. Maybe we'll, we'll, uh, Meet yeah, your expectations uh, this time around.
1: It's the, that was the first time we ever did this, so we're looking for uh, room for improvement. So please uh, let us know how we can improve. We're always open to questions.
0: You send those to Paul. I don't really want to hear it all that much, frankly. But you know, whatever. Let's. Well, I mean, we we got know I'm the one who needs the improvement more than you do. It's true. I'm pretty fantastic at most things I do in my life, so uh, I think that's that's a fair statement, Paul. Thank you. I appreciate that. I feel good about myself right now, so let's let's move on. Let's move along here. Um, So we had two games this week. Three. Three. Excuse me. Technically, two. We had three since
1: we recorded, but two since posting.
0: Okay. There's three we can talk about. Thank you for the clarification. So we had three games that we can talk about in (laughs) the past week and a half. Yes. (laughs) Week. Yes. <laughs> um, so we'll, we'll we'll run through those um, in short order here and, and kind of see where those conversations go. Uh, I, one thing that initially comes to mind for me is when we last spoke, Paul, I brought up the question as to whether or not we should be concerned about Devin Booker. His, I was I, I, Thank you. I know. <laughs> I understand that, Paul. You don't need to immediately jump in and point out that I'm wrong. Oh, and just by the way, to get this out of the way too, Paul is – beating me mercilessly, mercilessly in fantasy football this week, so you don't need to mention that either. But Paul is correct. He was not concerned about Devin Booker. I'm not saying I wasn't concerned. Was concerned. But I'm not saying I wasn't concerned. But I think regardless, the Portland game, the Utah game, Devin showed that I have no reason to be concerned and that uh, I think he's going to be doing just fine here this year. Um, agree, Paul? Dis- oh, yeah.
1: I mean, I think definitely his uh, his uh, preseason, he's really been more so focusing on the areas of the game he's been trying to grow over the summer. Like, you know, the post-game, inside shots. His height. Like, his height. Yeah, see, I think he did grow. He did his grow. His weight. I wish I could
0: grow.
1: <laughs> yeah. So do I... <laughs> Maybe I could be a basketball player then.
0: Yeah. No. Uh, let's... Not get carried away. (laughs) That's insulting to basketball players everywhere. Apologize. I'm sorry. Okay, thank you. Continue.
1: (laughs) Um, I mean, he dropped 34 points on some really efficient shots and only made one three-pointer. I think he only took four, but he still knocked down 34 points on basically two-pointers and free throws. And I just – I think that really bodes well for – the upcoming season that he's become so much more of a well-rounded scorer. He's not just a shooter anymore.
0: Yeah, I think that's a, I think that's a fair point. He is, uh, starting to develop that game, um, that more of an all-around game. And well, obviously that's what he needs to do if he wants to meet the expectations that I'm guessing he has for himself. And I know that, uh, we as Suns fans have now rightfully or wrongfully placed upon him in light of his, uh, first year uh in that breakout season that he had uh in 2015 15 16 16 thank you
1: I'm really just wondering <laughs> I, I'm starting to question Calipari's coaching a little bit because I mean he limited him to that shooter behind the Harrison twins I'd
0: be careful because if coach Cal hears this I think he'll send somebody after you he just seems <laughs> like the kind of guy
1: I know of will But go on. Might be one of the backcourt of the the Suns. Proceed (laughs) at your own peril. It could be. Or
0: P.J. Tucker, perhaps. I mean, I know there's no connection, but as we established last week, I think he could probably handle himself pretty well if push came to (laughs) shove. At any rate, I digress. Notwithstanding the fact that Coach Cal might come after you, continue your thought.
1: I, I was just saying that he limited him to being a shooter, which, to the benefit of the Suns, nobody knew the rest of the game that he obviously had in the tank, and... The Suns were able to get him at the 13th pick, um, but it just makes me wonder what he was showing in college to the coach that he limited him to that backup uh, six-man shooter role, just with everything else that he's shown, and how much better he could be now if he had been able to uh, develop those skills then.
0: Well, I think uh, it's—as Suns fans, we should thank Coach Cal for not— Either showing off those skills or helping in the development of those skills while he was there because that allowed him, him of course being Devin, to fall to us at 13. Uh, had he not, obviously he wouldn't be here. Yeah. So, but at any rate, okay, so Devin Booker, just fine. Uh, any thoughts on the other games at all this week? Um, just go for it.
1: Chris is going to continue to impress. Mm hmm. I mean, particularly that last game on Friday night, he. Uh, he was great for a rookie who has only been playing basketball for five years. I just it's been really impressive what he's been what he's been showing that really wasn't there in college, kind of similar to Booker like there's there we thought there were limitations
0: to his game, but he's showing that there's a lot more there than what we thought. My favorite part of what Marquise Chris did this week in any of the games was getting up and getting in Andrew Bo gets grill. I love that. Um well, can, he's for, because first of all Marquise Chris looks like he's 13 years old. Yeah. I mean he grand, might he's, be he's 18, right? 18, right? Yeah. Well, he may be 13.
1: <laughs> I doubt he's 13. Well, People think Devin's 13.
0: Do they? Yes.
1: All right. <laughs> but um, Bryce's sons people think Devin's 13. So oh.
0: I wish I was that tall when I was 13. Anyway, okay, we don't need to talk about heights anymore. Um, I, I, I just think that for a kid at the age of 18 to step into the league, step up to a guy like Andrew Bogut, former number one pick, rightfully Huge. or not rightfully so, uh, big dude, Australian. So he probably played Australian rules football or something growing <laughs> up. So you know he probably likes to throw down.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, we, he's kind of shown that a little bit. He's been he's a little bit of a tough guy.
0: A little little bit of a tough guy, yeah. uh, but I think the fact that Chris was not intimidated in any sort of way and was willing to just get up in the grill. In fact, I was reading an article um, where <laughs> Marquise Chris said something to the effect of, I'm going to be who I am if it pisses people off and so be it. I love that. I absolutely love that because when you mix that type of attitude with the skill set that he could develop and the height and athleticism that he has, I think that leads to a very promising combination in terms of how his career might play out here in the NBA and with the Phoenix Suns.
1: Yeah, I definitely agree with all of that. Um, I really think of the rookies, he's definitely the one who seems to be be the one who's set up with a rotation spot. Probably means that uh, Bender will be seeing some time in the D League, um, which would probably be best for him. Just be able to get some run, get some starters minutes, get some... just be able to get out there with some uh, semi-pro talent to be able to um, really refine those skills so he can really get through that transition from the European game to the NBA game.
0: Yeah, but I guess... And I don't know that I... I don't know that I want Bender spending any extended time in the D-League. If... They get him down a couple of times, a little bit of run, great. But I'd much rather have him competing in practice against guys like a P.J. Tucker, Jared Dudley, a Tyson Chandler, and Alex Len. I guess he could probably get that in the D-League, too. <laughs> um, but uh, Marquise Chris, I, I just think that as a young kid who's come over to America, who you know has obviously been playing for a while but still needs to adjust to Uh, exactly how not only life is in America, but also how the game is in America. I think that playing with those guys on a daily basis in practice would be even more beneficial than him getting game time action in the D-League because, I mean, let's look at it like this. We're not expecting Bender, at least I'm not, to come in here and be... A star within the next couple of years. I mean, I'm recognizing that this is going to take some time, and like I said, I think the experience that he can gather from being around the big boys, uh, being around the big boys' coaching staff, and gathering that is going to be more beneficial in the long run to his development. So I'd almost rather not seeing him see him in the D League, just getting out there, getting run. Plus, think about it from this perspective. What if he doesn't do that well in the D League? Because he is adjusting still. What if that destroys him mentally? And some an example is on the tip of my tongue. It'll come to me. I know there's somebody that I'm thinking of. So I'll let you I'll let you throw out some thoughts while I see if I can think of exactly who I'm who I'm
1: I mean, that all makes sense. And I think in I would hope that they kind of use the D League. Shelby Miller yes <laughs> okay obviously sure. a different
0: sport but <laughs> Diamondbacks gave up a ton to get him in the offseason last year I think all that pressure was put on him he had a couple bad games and then it was just all <laughs> from there obviously a bit of a different situation but I could see it being a parallel type of uh you know scenario in that confidence gets destroyed and all of a sudden somebody who Presumably based on numbers with Miller, and based on uh, you know just scouts reviewing and watching his play in Bender, uh, the talent should be there, but the confidence goes away, together. and then it doesn't get put together. So anyway, I, I
1: can I can see that. I I don't want him to spend the whole season in the D League. That's not what I'm. That's not my goal. I would hope that they u- They use the D League similar for Bender Chris. Euless, whatever, similar to how they did in past seasons with Warren and, um, did let, I don't think Len played D League because he was injured, but Warren and Goodwin definitely send him down for spurts, particularly if they had like, if they're having a break, you know, they've got a couple days off or whatever, send, send him down to the D League to get a couple run get a couple games in, or like maybe have him miss a road trip or something because he's at the D League and catch up with them at a certain point just to get some run in, get some, uh, just, be able to really get the feel of actual game minutes because it's just the, we talked about it a little bit last week, just there's too many guys who deserve minutes or need minutes. Then there are actual minutes available on this team. And I just will be really, really, really interested to see how Watson comes around to figuring out the rotation and just figuring out how to keep those guys engaged who are squeezed out of the rotation, and unfortunately that's going to happen. we know it's going to happen, and either something's got somebody's got to get traded or you watson's going to be an amazing genius when it comes to like managing personalities, which bodes well for the future. hopefully it's both
0: right, right um. So, any other thoughts on any of the games this week? Obviously, Booker impressed. Chris impressed. Um, Dudley and Bloodstar are starting to round into form, mm-hmm. which is nice to see. Did, uh, did Dudley have any dunks?
1: No, no dunks that I saw, but I might have missed it. Okay. You, I think we it would wouldn't, We would We wouldn't
0: count it towards the over-under, though, right? No, no. What, do we
1: put the over-under at three? He put it at five. we put we we're, we're calling three.
0: Three and a half. We three went through this discussion last time. You can't just put an over-under at a round number. I just... I... Okay, you can. I don't like it.
1: <laughs> okay.
0: You got my guy's number, too. You get yeah. him to give you that action. I did. Okay, I did. Okay.
1: Yeah.
0: For the record, he For didn't record. really give him any action. On it. <laughs> just, just, just entertainment, folks. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> so, go on. So, Dudley. Dudley. Bledsoe. 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 What about night? Knight?
1: Knight's Knight's been consistent, which is good. I mean, he's been engaged on defense. Um said, you know give and go on I mean, shooting, but um,
0: I think it's it's coming along there. I think he sat out a game. So did he play? Did he play well in the Dallas game? I I I would have watched the Dallas game. I made copious attempts at watching the Dallas game, but I could not get the stream on Suns.com to work. A um, don't know what else to say about that. <laughs> besides, if you're gonna if you're gonna be like, hey, we're gonna stream our preseason games and our scrimmage, like I would hope that I could at least get it. I tried multiple devices, um, multiple sites, multiple. Well, <laughs> well, you tried the
1: app, you tried the website. Yeah,
0: exactly. So I don't know. It was uh, the world was working against me on Friday. So it, uh,
1: it worked for me. I was able to watch it. I wasn't paying too much attention tonight when I was watching. Honestly, I was kind of focusing on the rookies. And the young guys, um, I, he, he didn't do anything that jumped out to me as negative. So I'll take that as a, as positive? a plus. Okay.
0: So, um, so it's good if you don't do something that's so crappy Paul notices. Yes. <laughs> Duly noted. Duly noted. I'm going to tell you a kid that when he uh, gets older, okay?
1: Alex Len wasn't so great in <sighs> some of those games. Alex
0: Len. So there's one guy who we talked about last week who did not prove us wrong in any real regard this week. And, yeah. And I, I really like, I like Alex Len. I like him. Is there anybody on the team
1: that's not likable?
0: No. <laughs> no. There's not. Um,
1: there's no James Harden?
0: <laughs> what what are you saying? I don't like James Harden. Where, where did you ever get that idea? Um No, okay, that's fair. Fair point. Um but I you know, I, I wish Alex Glenn would turn into what well I I wish I don't I don't even want to say I wish he would turn into what I would want him to be. I wish he would turn into something that resembles a serviceable serviceable player in the NBA. Um and you know, he shows those flashes, but it's few and far between. I mean one point point in case we were talking about earlier, I was listening to the Utah game on two Wednesday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Wednesday, yeah. And he had four fouls in twelve minutes at one point. And while I obviously wasn't watching the game, um and maybe some of them were, you know, bad calls or whatever, but you still got four in twelve minutes, whether they're bad calls or not, they're they're getting called for some reason. I'll have to
1: take your word for it. I couldn't catch that game. I was out of town and
0: couldn't I get also just said I wasn't watching it,
1: so. <laughs> I couldn't catch it in any way, shape, or form. So <laughs> I'll take your word for that. I guess <coughs> the question—I guess the question with Len is in a—he was drafted number five, and so he gets number five draft pick expectations. But that was such a
0: yeah. show
1: of a draft.
0: Yeah, I know. Like what? And like, you said the top seven wouldn't have gone on the top ten or yeah. whatever, and you couldn't name them. We've been. Through
1: but he's going to make seventeen damn million dollars next year because he's. Like no matter who pays him, he's gonna make a crap ton of money. That's
0: right, because if you're seven foot tall and play basketball night and still have potential, well, uh, okay. So one thing, Utah game. Boris Diaw plays for the the Jazz now. Yeah, maybe I'm off base, but I feel like he's one of those dudes. Like you know those dudes in college that. Are you know in their senior year, and you go, that guy's a senior. Like, I feel like he's been in college for ten years. I feel like Boris Diaw has been in the NBA forever. Um, yes. And and he, but and he so just, just keeps floating, 12 floating around twelve just... seasons. Is that it? See, I feel like he. It, well, it's just, that's my point. Is okay, college guys. If you sit there and go, oh, that guy's still in college. Well, he couldn't have been there for more than five years, maybe six, if he got some you know weird weird waiver of a year. But you know, it always feels like ten. I feel like Boris Diaw feels like he's been around for like 30 years. <laughs> um, I, I, at this point, I, f- I think back to when he played for the Suns, and, and I'm like, was I seven or eight at that point? <laughs> no, I was, I was probably actually 25, but whatever. <laughs> um, it just seems like he's been around forever, and I'm telling tell you a story about when I met Boris Diaw, my little meeting with him. That sounded weird. Not really. Okay, so <laughs> a friend of mine who played basketball overseas for a few years Um he is back in town in the valley uh, during the off season. Got to know Diao through playing and you know different leagues or Circle, whatever. In yeah, they all we'd play. Go in. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so yeah, I was having a party at his house one time, and I went, and it was a very, very enjoyable time. I tell you, these people, these folks, live different lifestyles than some of us. But I will say that Boris Dio first of all really nice dude really nice dude i had like one of the softest handshakes I've ever met in, i've ever felt in my life and it was so shocking like <laughs> i go up and i you know i introduce myself to him and like just shake that hand i'm like what is thrown off why, like i I had, to, I had to like i had to go like well, sit off in a chair for like 10 minutes by myself just to recollect my thoughts because it was just such a weird experience but that's neither here nor well, there. Yeah, he has, I guess he has, I he has I guess. a soft
1: touch in his basketball game too. I mean, that's true. Maybe he, he, he was—he's more of a distributor than a scorer, so you can get those nice little touch passes. You get, apparently, you have soft hands for that.
0: You know what? He was probably just protecting himself then. He was. He was like, I don't want to—I don't want to squeeze too hard. Probably, he also probably saw me. He's like, I don't want to hurt this guy. Yeah, like, little dude. I'm <laughs> so, but anyway, that's my my Boris Diaw story. But like I said, great dude, had a blast at his party.
1: Hey, he won a couple championships. Exactly. Can't, can't complain about his career. So no, not in those at all. Charlotte years.
0: He played for Charlotte? Yeah. Let's see, I don't remember.
1: I yeah, know. he was traded with Raja for uh oh, that's
0: Right. <laughs> oh. Raja Bell. I miss that guy. Yeah, right. Oh, I, I,
1: I love, love Raja. I love
0: that guy. You know who doesn't love him? Kobe. Kobe or any Laker fan <laughs> ever. It's still hate That was still Bell. that was one of my favorite moments in Sun's history it was watching him <laughs> clothesline him. And I remember, I w- I have one of my best friends is a huge Laker fan. I don't hold it against him, obviously. Nobody's perfect. But I remember after that happened, I was like, dude, no. It was totally, look. And I, like, I tried to justify it. And then after about, after about two, minutes, two minutes, I was like, okay, fine. He just clotheslined. But come on, Kobe. Did you, how do you not do, do it? It's, yeah, it's Kobe. You clothesline him sometimes. It's fine. I think I won that debate.
1: I think he did. I think, uh, I remember just from, from that was when, uh, Kobe's response in the press conference was just like amazing. Like I, I, I can't stand Kobe too, but that was a great response. What he, well, like, he was like, like, I don't know who that guy is. Yeah. Basically like to paraphrase it. And didn't he try to recruit him a couple years later? <laughs> yeah.
0: <Huh>. Uh, Oops. <laughs> Well, I guess maybe he knew well, out who he was, was after, yeah. the, after the clothesline. Yeah, but... I mean,
1: is R- in that class of sons, like PJ, who are just, you know, they're those guys who, they do the dirty work, they do the grunt work, They'll, they score, and both of them were just kind of spot-up shooters, that's basically how they scored, but they had um, good seasons when they had good point guards around them and whatnot, but also were great defenders and just those glue guys that you need on a team. And I love having him around. I was really sad when he left. You know, actually, you know who hates Roger Bell? Jazz fans. They despise him because uh, he
0: sucked for them. Oh well. Sorry, I don't yeah. know. I, I don't know I
1: think he. Right. I think he left on bad terms. I don't remember. I don't know all the details. I just so, know that they hate him.
0: So this whole conversation about like you know the kind of scrappy players, the the grinders, uh, brought up a. Th- thought of a conversation that I had with somebody last weekend. So I was out golfing last weekend with a Spurs fan, right? And... You have, you have friends who are Spurs fan? Yeah. Let's not talk about that part of it. Um, <laughs> friend, I guess. Yeah, okay. But anyway, and... Well, I didn't know this person was a Spurs fan at the time. And and he brought it up and I was like, oh, you're a Spurs fan, huh? And he goes, yeah, I mean, it's hard not to be a fan of like, you know such a classy organization. And I, like, I'm almost vomited right there on the spot i was like classy he's like yeah very classy and i go yeah bruce bowen classy guy he's like well he made a good career doing what he did i'm like oh what stepping stepping under people (laughs) while they're taking jump shots that's made a good career doing that and uh turned into a bit of a bit of a bit of a tip so (laughs) we don't need to go into it too much (laughs) you didn't get kicked off the golf course i did not i did not i did not um we we changed the direction of the conversation to our disdain for David Stern, which I don't understand why he doesn't like David Stern. Because he's like, David Stern doesn't like the Spurs either. I'm like, okay. I mean, yeah, he, just sure. like Crawford. he just doesn't like small <laughs> markets, except for the Spurs. But, or yeah, Turner, Oklahoma but City. He, and Oklahoma City. He just hates the Suns, let's be honest. Yeah. And when that guy announced his retirement, I had to a party that night. I was by myself. I bought a cake. Just sat in my <laughs> living room, by myself with a cake. Candles and everything. Blew them out. Goodbye, David Stern. I, he didn't leave for nine more months. So I had to deal with it after that, but we got to eat cake alone for one night. So yeah, and
1: I—I mean, I'm—I'm I'm a huge fan of uh, Silver so far. I mean, he's been very good as uh, commissioner. I think he's, pro- he's probably the best commissioner in uh, Major League Sports. I mean, I don't can't say, speak much to hockey or baseball. So, so he's better than <laughs> he's better than <Roger> Goodell. Goodell. <laughs> See here, I like Goodell. <laughs> really, I like Goodell.
0: Really, I do. <laughs> I like the guy. You know what? He knows he's doing things that are that are pissing people off, and he does not care. Good, own it, own it, Roger. You do what you do, you Roger Goodell. I love it, man. I mean, it doesn't hurt too that he seems to have you know a bit of a a hard on for, one, for, the, of the, Patriots. for the for the Patriots. And I'm not a big Patriots fan, so hey, hey. You know, like I said, more power to him. So back to the Suns. Yeah. Okay. What what happened? Where am I? Okay.
1: It's back to the sense so we probably want to talk about some stuff moving forward coming up. I know that we've only got one game coming up this week it's against the Lakers. That's not until Friday, right? Yeah, no, it's so the next podcast
0: is probably gonna be really light on stuff to talk about. We'll talk about Roger Goodell. can't <laughs> talk about Roger Goodell. But um I met Kevin Nash, that pro wrestler, one time. I'll tell that story. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Tune in next week, everybody. Look forward to that one. I'll
1: talk about the story when I met uh the that... guy who wrote the theme song The Ghostbusters. <laughs>
0: I feel, we're like, talk, we're talking about I feel like you people. need to tell that now. How did you know that he wrote the theme? What, Ray Parker Jr.? Uh, I, I don't know who that is. The guy who
1: sang the Ghostbusters theme. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <Jesus>. <laughs> it's the only thing he's known for.
0: Is he known for that, though? Yes. Or do you know him for that? No, like, he is known for that. So if we like called up 10 random people and we're like, who's Ray Parker Jr., would they respond to me and go, he wrote the Ghostbusters theme? <laughs> I don't know How many of them would respond? <laughs> How old are in they? That way. You pick the age range.
1: <laughs> they had to have been alive in the '80s. But he wrote the song. Okay, you the biggest, pick the age he's, range. He's a
0: one-hit wonder, and that's—I knew him through my aunt. You're not answering my question. <laughs> Ten people we call. <laughs> you pick the age range. How many Four. of them? Four. Okay, so why are you looking at me like I'm crazy that I don't know that? I don't know. <laughs> what were you talking about? I—we got to get back to the sons. I met Kevin Nash. Kevin Nash.
1: Um, we were talking about the upcoming moving forward Lakers game.
0: Lakers game.
1: I I'll be interested to see, being that they have a whole week off, if this is going to be like a final tune-up game where they actually throw out the whole squad and just kind of try to get like like the actual. Because I don't I think only the first preseason game do they actually have the full expected starting lineup play. Mm-hmm. So I'll be interested to see if Watson throws them all out there to. Just kinda of get some tune up get a little rust off before the actual opening game, or will he just let the young guys just just get run and kinda of make sure he doesn't injure the guys who the starters before well, opening t- well opening I feel game? like he
0: has to just run this one like it's gonna be an NBA regular season game. I mean it's not like we're talking NFL here where right. excuse me, you have a sixteen game schedule and you don't want to get somebody hurt. I mean you run him out the last game of the reg- or the preseason. That doesn't mean they're like not going to get minutes. hurt in games 1 through 81. Right. Um, and I said 81 on purpose, not 82, just for the record. Okay. Uh, so I think, I mean, I, I would assume he just treats it as a normal game. Um, obviously, except if somebody has a bit of a lingering injury, kind of like how Devin Booker didn't play on Friday. I'm assuming that if it was a regular season game, he probably would have played. Since it was not, there's no use in running him out there.
1: Okay, so go off slightly off topic, I don't even know if I should bring this up and should uh, <laughs> you actually should. give attention to it because it's the stupidest thing I've seen in forever. But um, I, I saw it on Twitter. Espo uh, brought it to my attention. It was some guy. It must have been completely – it must be a completely false rumor. But he tried to put out a rumor there that the Suns were considering trading Booker for Brandon Ingram. And then tried to say that that trade would have been
0: a win for the Suns.
1: And I just wanted to bring it up because I wanted to get that reaction.
0: <laughs> I feel like we need like a take a picture. Maybe we should post this on the website because the look on my face right now.
1: That that was that was my look when I read the article. Oh, oh, yeah. It was the eh, eh? dumbest rumor I've ever heard. If you're gonna make a fake trade rumor out there, make it <laughs> seem plausible. And then trying to say that it would be in the Suns' best interest to trade Booker, who has, is already starting to be established as a player. He was trading for Harden. Uh, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah, no, no Go thanks. On. Even as an ASU alumni, <laughs> I'm not really a Harden fan. Um, but t- trading an established player who has all-star potential for a guy who can't even crack the rotation on the late— on the Lakers. Mm-hmm. He's the he's on the bench. So, and then trying to claim that it would be a win for the, the Suns to bring in Ingram over Booker? Right. And that, it's like,
0: that doesn't make any sense because, I mean, okay, does Ingram have a, a high ceiling? Sure, but so does Booker. And at least we know that Booker's already starting to creep up towards that ceiling, whereas Ingram we know nothing about outside of what he did at Duke. I could almost say
1: that Booker's ceiling has increased since what he was drafted at. Because, I mean, when he was drafted at 13, everybody expected him to be a shooter. And,
0: like, well, he's maybe kinda, he's kind of broken that ceiling maybe already. you just didn't know what his ceiling was, so his ceiling's always been the same, but it was just underestimated. That's Well, but this, the ceiling's artificial and determined by the... There's only one ceiling. It's just a matter of whether you know where it is. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you 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 chew on that one for a while. Wrap your mind around that one. I can see. I just I just put yeah. you in a pretzel. I get it. I do that. I'm sorry.
1: Um, Isn't that your
0: job, though? That's my job. That's my life. Um. Okay. Uh. So, what else do we want to talk about? Um. There was. Oh, uh, let's hold, on, hold on. Hold on. Earl Watson. Yeah, I complimented the bejesus out of him last week said that if he took my wife and kids, he'd probably be able to convince me that it was a good thing. And I, after this week, believe that <laughs> even more. Um, <coughs> seeing the sons come back or hearing them come back, I guess, in, in Utah that Wednesday, I mean, he's got these guys obviously believing in not only him and his staff, but in themselves because I would venture to guess when you're dealing with a bunch of... Vikings. kids for the most part that are in their late teens, early twenties, and then well, a, <laughs> a handful a handful of, of veterans, but if you can convince them that when they're on the road in a preseason game to find the as Ron Wolfley would put it, intestinal fortitude to come back in that game and to actually care about coming back in the game, I think that speaks volumes of him. And Maybe this is something that people already know. Maybe it's not. I don't know. But I was listening to him um, on Doug and Wolf the other day, I believe it was. And he was talking about how on Sundays, they do family day. They never have practice on Sundays. Yeah. And he's preaching the importance of seeing the wife and kids. Although I'm venturing to guess not a, many, not a lot of guys on the team have wife and kids. At least not the majority because some of them are so young. Um, But that and then – I know that we had talked about before, at least off air, that they're doing, he's putting in a yoga program for the sons. I don't know if they actually have like designated yoga days, Wednesdays, yoga days. I'd like to go do yoga with the sons. I wonder if I get in that somehow. Probably not down at like Arcadia Wellness or anything like that, right? I, it, might, it might be. Maybe, yeah, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. It might be closer to your office. Yeah, probably. Well, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, somewhere downtown. Yeah, we'll see. See if I can get into one of those Suns yoga my, sessions. Well I I'll mean do, I'll do a little downward dog with the Suns. I do have some to give baby him credit. Position. I don't know what else, so that's all I got. Yeah, Train. I mean
1: I gotta give him credit. I mean it's the freaking preseason and he's getting these guys to compete. <clears throat> and like like you said, care. I mean so obviously I'm hoping we're hoping that that will carry over into the regular season mm-hmm. in some way, shape or form. The only my only concern is the slow starts. It's. It seems like he had It takes the team a little bit to get into it. He hasn't really figured out the getting them to do that from jump. Mm-hmm. It's more of a like they kind of build up to it, and then I sounds like he's very good at the halftime speech. I guess because because they've been very good in second halves. They come out. They come out strong in those second halves, and.
0: Maybe the slow start is all just part of his master plan. Yeah, but you lull the other team into this false sense of security, and then you stomp on their necks. Yeah, but (laughs) coming from
1: behind, playing from behind all the time isn't probably the best course of action.
0: Yeah, I know. (laughs) I was kidding, Paul. I I don't actually mean that Earl Watson intentionally has them fall behind. He might. So somehow I convince you that's a real thing now? Is that what just happened? Exactly. <laughs> your, your head is... Your, your mind is, again, pretzled. Okay, well, I think what everyone can take away from this so far is that Paul is very easy to convince on different things. Yes, pretty much. I appreciate that. That's, that's you know... Makes pretty much. You didn't know I was gullible? I don't know if that qualifies as gullible, even. <laughs> um, all right. So... At any rate, so we've got, this week we've got coming up, we've got the Lakers game, and when's the, do you know when the first game of the regular season is?
1: Um, let me take a look, I can, I'm horrible at dates, so, and I just happened to kill the app that had it.
0: It's not that important, you don't really know? No, but it's,
1: it's like the 28th, I think.
0: Somewhere in there?
1: Yeah, so we've got a little, um, close to two weeks.
0: Um, so that means the official clock starts ticking on Jared Dudley in two weeks. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Okay.
1: Okay. How what? long before he gets that first one?
0: Assuming well, he for, gets
1: for, it? Assuming he gets it. Assuming he's going to get gonna come out. He's
0: going to come out in the first four games and get a dunk.
1: You can come out in the first four games and then just have like a huge drought?
0: Depends what you mean by huge. <laughs> 25 games? Maybe, maybe. I don't know. You're breaking it down too much at this point, I think. <laughs> um, so, but, but you did say that if he dunks three or three and a half more than three and a half times, you're going to eat your Eat a sock. Eat a sock. Yes, and I, I still have no idea why you said that, but I'm going to hold you to that. Just remember that. So, Dudley, please, four donks is all we're asking for. I really want to see Paul actually eat a sock. Am I going Physically, to video this and put this on the Yes, yeah, absolutely. Are you kidding me? Was that a question? It's a stupid question. Paul. It was a really stupid question. stupid question. Okay, so at any rate... um do you have anything else to say, or can we let people get on with their day? Like That rhymed. I like that. <laughs> I did like that.
1: Um, I don't really have too much left. Uh, I think maybe next week we'll probably dig into the rest of the NBA a little bit more, just kind of give a little primer to the whole season, just kind of what we're thinking about, the whole season where the Suns fit in. James
0: young. Harden or Kevin Love for MVP this year? Which one? <laughs> Kidding. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs>
1: And, um, but I just want to thank everybody again for, uh, checking us out and I hope they enjoyed this one as much as they did the first one.
0: Unless and, you didn't enjoy the first one, then hopefully you enjoy this one more. Agreed. Okay. I'll leave it to Justin. <laughs> <closer> <laughs> <stuff>. <laughs> All right. Well, until next time, uh, hope you enjoyed listening and, uh, we will be talking to you. You will be hearing from us, um, probably again in the next week or so. So... Have a good rest of your morning, afternoon, or night, whenever you might be listening.
1: Thanks a lot, folks. Thanks again.